welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of. If it is your first time here, hello, hi, my name is Layla, and welcome to my beauty and lifestyle podcast. If you do not know me, hi, again, (laughs) my name is Layla, I'm 23 years old, yeah, 23. Um, I live in the Midwest, I'm currently searching for jobs, and I run this podcast. So today's episode is going to be about how I design my Instagram page or Instagram feed. I know a lot of you guys also have podcasts or are in like the content creation, social media, marketing, journalism space. So I thought this would be a really beneficial episode. I have a lot of tips for you guys today. If you've been following my podcast for a while, you would know (laughs) that my Instagram feed has gone through it. Like I had so many themes. Um, If you compare what's going on now to how it was when I first started, you would be shocked to see how different the themes are. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. We're going to be going over like kind of where to start, then moving into like how to create themes, how to figure out themes, how to design your own stuff, and just overall tips. And then hopefully one day I will get more information and do an updated episode as well. Next, I also have two things I want to talk about, which are very random, but I must talk about them. (laughs) Um, um, So I love drinking coffee. I don't know about you guys. I love coffee. I love knowing that one of the first things I get to do in the morning is drink a cup of coffee. So I'm a big fan of coffee, basically. One of my favorite kinds of coffee is cold brew. I like a lot. Cold brew is one of my favorites. So I really like the Trader Joe's cold brew that they sell. I think it's really, really good and I prefer it over like um, store-bought Starbucks ones. But like two weeks ago, my sister went to Trader Joe's and we don't have one near us, but like we have to drive like 20 minutes at least. So she went and she found this new, not new, but one of their cold brew coffee products, which is the cold brew concentrate. And she brought it in French roast um, because I wanted to try it. And honestly, I do not like it. I don't know. I wanted to bring it on here because I wanted to ask you guys. Like it reminds me of like vacation coffee that you would get in a hotel. And either it's because of like the French, their interpretation of the French roast taste or that's just how it tastes. On the actual container, the directions are um, one part concentrate, then two parts, whatever milk you want to add to it. And I tried it and first my brother tried it and then he told me that like um, you definitely need to play around with the levels. Don't do like one to two ratio for it. So I was like, okay. And I tried it and I didn't really like it. I was actually really sad. The reason why I'm bringing it up right now is because I wanted to ask you guys if you've tried it and if you have like a specific way you make it so then I can try it that way because I'm very curious. Not my favorite Trader Joe's coffee product, definitely, but they have other really good coffee products. Like I love coffee beans and like, of course, the cold brew. Next is working out. So <laughs> guys, this is so embarrassing. Okay, so I'm in the middle of like glowing up, I guess. But one of the things I do now, which I never thought I would, was work out every single day. I need more workout clothes because so like when I used to do workouts, they used to be less than like 20 minutes, basically. So like I wouldn't sweat that much. And so and I did it like two to three times per week so I could wash my clothes in between. So I have the same one outfit that I always wear. But now I exercise every day and I exercise for an hour, which like I'm not going to wash my workout clothes every single day, like the same pair. 
I would rather just like buy multiple pairs and just use them throughout the week. Also like they get lost with everyone else's stuff. So like I'll find one piece of clothing and then I won't see the other pieces of clothing until like two weeks from then on, right? And so I asked my friends on Twitter who I love more than using Google search. Um, and a lot of them were giving me recommendations. So I wanted to come on here and ask you guys your recommendations. One of the places I got a lot was Girlfriends Collective. I checked them out. They're very good for sustainable workout clothes. Um, however, they're very expensive. Like I'm pretty sure a pair of leggings was like $78. And I was like, oh, interesting. I cannot afford that. So I'm looking at Gymshark right now. I've been looking at Gymshark. I remember in college, sorry, my group mates and I for like our senior capstone, we're sitting outside waiting. And the reason why I'm being very descriptive with this is because if any of them are listening, they would know the exact situation. But um, yeah, we, one of my friends, she pointed out that someone else was wearing like Gymshark and she asked her like her thoughts and she said she liked it. So I was like, oh my God, Gymshark, let me try Gymshark. So I picked out a couple items and they look pretty good. Um, when it comes to workout clothes, I like to just do neutral colors, specifically black and maybe gray, like a dark gray, uh, mainly because I do not want to be seen. <laughs> like I want to be if I'm ever at the gym working out, I do not want to be seen. I don't want anyone to notice me. I just want to do my thing and move on. Other brands, my friend Riley recommended Fabletic. They do for like when you join them for the first time, you can get two pairs of leggings for $24, which is an insanely good deal for workout leggings. Aerie, I actually love Aerie for like sports bras and stuff. Yeah, their bras are amazing. Also, what else? I got like Poshmark to buy secondhand. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There was like two or three brands, but I can't remember them at the top of my head. But I have rambled on enough about that. So let's actually jump into the episode. All right, so let's get started. So when it comes to your Instagram feed, I'm going to make the very bold assumption that you're just starting or you're starting over. First, it's important to know what you want to post about, and that directly ties into your niche slash demographic, if you will. Basically, for example, I'm a beauty and lifestyle podcast, so I want to focus on posting about makeup, hair, top shelf inspiration. If you don't know what top shelf means, it's basically like top shelf, top shelf, shelfie. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. But it was coined by Into the Gloss, I believe, which was one of the beauty blogs that inspired me to be a beauty blogger back in the early 2010s. And today you might know them as the creators of Glossier. So yeah, basically one of their biggest type of like posts that they would do was they would ask celebrities what they use pretty much. And so that was the creation of the top shelfie. Definitely check them out. They're so, so good. Also travel and nature inspiration. I love a good beach sunset. So I love to post those. I think they're so pretty. So that is for example, if you are a comedy podcast, maybe post memes. Obviously, like I'm diving into territory, I don't know. But if you're like an inspirational podcast, definitely you want to be posting like quotes, so on and so forth. There are so many examples. There are so many podcasts that I follow that do this so well. However, because I am more of a beauty podcast, I always end up reposting other people's photos with proper credit, very important. So yeah, so I do a lot of like reposting rather than creating my own thing. Next, we're gonna talk about where to find inspiration. So my number one source for finding photos to post is Pinterest. I love Pinterest, I'm always on Pinterest. 
I believe Pinterest is the greatest website of all time. So definitely use a Pinterest if you don't already have one. Um, next is Tumblr. I don't go on Tumblr as much as I do with Pinterest, but every few days I like to like go on there and look, look at the, my explore page and see what's being posted and just pin things directly from there. I love ArtStation for like digital art. I don't know if you guys are into digital art. I love digital art. Coolest thing ever. I love going on there and seeing like a lot of people on there are like game designers. So I like to see their stuff. I love video games, if you haven't already noticed from my previous episodes. But yeah, those are the three main places. Then I like Twitter. I think there's a lot of really good mood board slash high fashion accounts that you can look at for just constant inspiration. Like I followed a bunch the other day. And then also the last thing is Instagram. I don't use Instagram very frequently. To be very honest, I don't like Instagram that much, (laughs) even though I... Obviously, I'm making this post about Instagram, but the reason being, I feel like it can be very, like, too much. Like, the Instagram Explore page scares me. Like, I do not like going on it. I love seeing other people's posts, like, specifically my friends and the different podcasts I follow. But in general, like, when it comes to inspiration, I'm not on there. Of course, when I follow a bunch of makeup artists on my other page, I always save their things and then end up pinning it later on. I'm not saying don't use Instagram. I'm saying definitely use Instagram. It's just not my favorite place to find things personally. All right, so next section is how to bring everything together and actually design your feed. So the very first thing I would recommend, like I already told you I love Pinterest, but actually to make a Pinterest account, obviously make it a business account for your podcast or whatever you do, and then make a private board as like your podcast vision board and just every single day just go on Pinterest or whenever you have time and just find images that you want to represent your podcast. I think a really good podcast that does this is worth the hype. They're definitely in the same realm as what I do. If you go on their um, Instagram page you will see that they have a bunch of vision boards and just very beautiful photos to showcase like kind of what the vibe is going on with their podcast so definitely check them out. I'll link them on the blog. If you don't want to make a Pinterest obviously you can just save them to your computer, save them to your phone, or like you can make a Notion and just add them to your Notion database. That's another really good example. The benefits of using Pinterest though, (laughs) I'm basically trying to sell Pinterest to you guys. Obviously you can see what pins are basically the most popular. You can look at trends, so on and so forth. And then also when you make your podcast vision board, when you go to it, Pinterest gives you the option to get more ideas based on the pins you've already pinned there, which makes it so much easier if you're already having a really hard time trying to find things to pin post. Next, a good way to help find your style is to definitely go on Instagram and find Instagram accounts that you really like their feeds and then screenshot them and then put them in like a document or like Canva is what I use. Then write down like what you like about each feed individually. So I have my Canva here right now. So I'm going to talk about each of the feeds I screenshotted and why I like them. So the very first podcast feed I have is the Girls on the Go podcast. It's hosted by Daniel and Brooke. They're both YouTubers. But I love Brooke's vlogs. I watch them all the time. They're like my favorite vlogs to watch. I get so excited when she posts. But um, basically, if you look at their podcast Instagram page, it's amazing. So, so, so well thought out. So good. Their color scheme is like pink, black, red. They have photos of themselves. And then, yeah, it's very unique. 
I like it a lot. Next, I have Penny for Your Thoughts Instagram feed. I love her Instagram feed. I think it's so cute. It's so fun. Basically, she posts a lot of like photos of herself that have like that nostalgic vintage vibe and then also a lot of screenshots from like cartoons or TV shows that you would have watched growing up. And the color scheme is done so beautifully well. It's like very um, cool tone, like with purples and blues and pinks. And I think it's really, really pretty. Basically what I wrote down is, I really like all the vibrant colors, the persistent color scheme. It's like a busy, but in a really, really good way that keeps your attention. I really like how they have photos of humans balanced out with like text-based photos. I love their use of the color black. And then it looks like they put a lot of time and effort into their feed. Next, I have the Instagram feeds of influencers Desi Perkins and Jen M. I talk about Jen M all the time. I love her. She's about to have a baby like literally any day now. I love her so much. I've been watching her for like 10 years. Desi Perkins, feel the same way. She already had her baby though, <laughs> but I've been watching her for around like five years now. But basically I love their Instagram page. Obviously they're influencers slash YouTubers. So the content that they post isn't like what a lot of podcasters post, but I still love it and I look to it for inspiration. So I really like how the colors are still vibrant on all their photos, but slightly muted. Also, I like the vintage feel that they all have. Of course, they're high quality and like the other Instagram pages, they're busy, but in a really good way that keeps your attention. Next is an Instagram page by a South Korean photographer who goes by hello underscore dungwon. Um, basically, their photos are all very beautiful, scenic photos that focus on the sky. I think a lot of their photos, the composition of them is like two thirds like the sky and then one third of like a skyline or whatever is happening in the photo. Basically, love, love, love this Instagram page. It's super calming, like vintage, nostalgic feel. I love the nature element of it. The colors are super vibrant. It's composed very nicely, and of course it's high quality, and I really enjoyed that. Those were the Instagram feeds that inspired me. Um, another example you can do is Twitter is actually a great place to see mood boards, like basically four by two by two mood boards. So pretty, so well put together. I know people who just like make mood boards. Like they wake up in the morning, grab their coffee, and just make a mood board. But basically, great place for mood boards if you need inspiration. Now, we just kind of talked about inspiration, kind of where to find inspiration, where to find photo inspiration, so on and so forth. But now let's start moving into like designing your own things. So the very first thing I would actually suggest everyone to do is to go on Canva again. So this is a, basically a promotional podcast for Canva and <laughs> Pinterest, but go on Canva and make a two by two grid and basically go on your podcast Instagram vision board or the photos you've accumulated and try to make mood boards based on the photos you have and see if you can put together like a easy two by two mood board, which is basically just four photos. Um, over time, you can expand it and go to like four by four, six by six, you know? But this is a really great way to kind of get your eye trained in finding colors and figuring out what photos match or like composition wise, which is very, very important in my opinion when it comes to photos, what matches and what doesn't. And it will really help you like when you are on Pinterest or on Instagram and you see a photo and you're like thinking about whether or not it will work on your podcast feed. It 
will help train your eye to make the decision quickly rather than sitting there and wondering, ah, yes, no, maybe. Talking specifically about composition, it's very beneficial for you to figure out if you want it to be more busy or more clean. Obviously, I'm a really big fan of the busy theme. So when I was like editing this podcast episode or like putting it together, I kind of realized that was the one thing that was kind of missing from my podcast feed. Granted, there's a lot of things I think is missing, but like that's the number one thing right now that I think is missing. But basically, I'm going to transition into more busy photos. So basically what that means is there's barely any white space or just blank space in the photo. Um, There's a lot happening, a lot of like textures basically moving about. So that's what I consider a busy theme clean kind of minimal theme would definitely be a lot more white space involved. Next, you want to find a color palette and fonts you like. So I don't really use a color palette. I kind of jump around depending on what's going on in my feed, which I'll touch on later. But definitely I have my own set of fonts. A lot of them, I think it's like Times New Roman, Playfair, Display, and then the other one is called Galgi, Galgi, I think. Um, but those are the fonts I like to use. So whenever I'm making like stuff for my podcast, I use those fonts specifically. I like very clean, simple fonts. Next, when you're designing your own things or posting your own photos, decide, sorry, what kind of vibe you want. So do you want to use like Lightroom Presence or do you want to use more of a vintage camera? I, mistake I made definitely is I bought a couple like Lightroom Presence off of Etsy and the thing about them is I'm not the biggest fan of presents. Obviously you can edit them to fit your photo more. Honestly I don't use Photoshop presents or Lightroom presents mainly because a lot of my photos that I repost don't have a filter and it's really awkward to put a filter on top. If anything I stick to more of like a vintage black and white theme sometimes. Just depends on my mood and what other photos are going on in the scene. Definitely just double check and maybe buy one present at a time, edit, play around with it. You can also come up with your own presents on Lightroom, so it just depends. Moving into what I use to like create photos, edit my photos, so on and so forth. So I use Adobe Photoshop and Lightroom. That package is about $10 per month, so it can be kind of expensive. Um, But I use it very frequently, not only for my podcast, but for work in general. I'm a good computer program that is like Photoshop and is free is called GIMP. Um, That's very popular. A lot of people use that as well. I also use my iPad with an Apple Pencil for like my hand lettering and drawing so and so forth. And I use the app Procreate. Great app. I also use it for like practicing drawing so and so forth. For actually taking photos, I use my iPhone camera sometimes um, and I use a bunch of different like editing apps. My common editing app for like beauty wise is actually Beauty Plus app. It's like a Chinese, you know, selfie camera. I love it. I think it's really, really good. And it makes my photos look really, really nice. Um, I cannot take photos with my normal Apple iPhone photo camera app. I just do not look right. It does not look good. (laughs) So I opt for that app instead because it also allows me to zoom in on my face rather than hold the phone very close to my face. Other apps include, yeah, for and then I use a bunch of like vintage camera apps. The one I'm using right now that I really like is called Daz Camera. It has so many options for vintage camera feed. 
So definitely suggest that. And then of course I use my DSLR. I have a Canon T3i. I got it when I was 15, so like seven, eight years ago. Love it, use it all the time. It just can be a hassle sometimes to like set it up, get the photos and then transfer them to my computer, go through them, so on and so forth. So yeah, but if you have one, definitely utilize it. Other programs you can use are definitely like Canva, like I just mentioned earlier. You can definitely use Canva. I know so many podcasters who use Canva and make amazing graphics and images for their podcast Instagram. And then also you can even like draw it on a piece of paper or if you're drawing on a piece of paper, painted, so on and so forth, and scan it using your phone. If you hold your finger against the notes app without opening it, you know like you hold the side of your finger against it and it does like a quick shortcut drop down. There's like a scanning paper option and you can actually use that to scan images from paper onto your phone. If you don't have an iPhone, you can definitely find an app somewhere on your app store that will help you do that. And yeah, it's just another way to make use of the things you already do have. Okay, let's talk about the apps I use. So basically the app I use to plan out my feed in advance is the plan app. I use it to make my feed. Thing about it is one time it malfunctioned where basically I would add a photo and then it would randomly delete when I re refreshed the page or came back to the page. So I didn't use it for a hot minute. So instead I put a lot of it on my Notion as like a backup. But now I'm back to the plan app because it's easy. Another app suggestion, which I actually highly recommend that everyone do because it's just way more easier than getting like a plan app or like a latergram app. It's just to make another Instagram account that's like private where you just sit there and you can plan out your entire feed. It's probably the best way to figure out what works and what doesn't work on your feed specifically. I mean, it's so much easier. I have like a second Instagram account that's private that I just use it, I just follow a bunch of like makeup accounts, not makeup accounts, sorry, like makeup brands and beauty brands so I can like see their new product launches and stuff. And But I also use it to plan out my podcast Instagram. Makes life so much easier. You can see how everything is laid out. You can make adjustments how you need to. And I just highly recommend that. Another app I use is called Tailwind and basically it gives me hashtags and times. And side note, when I was like blogging actively back in the day, I use Tailwind for my Pinterest and it's how I got to get over like a million impressions and stuff slash viewers on my Pinterest. So definitely check that out if you're interested in growing your Pinterest. But I usually use the Tailwind app nowadays just to find hashtags for my photos. So like let's say I have a makeup photo um, and I'm trying to find hashtags for it. So I'll type in makeup, hashtag makeup, and it will give you options for other hashtags people have used along with that specific hashtag. So you can basically find a bunch of really good hashtags very easily and it tells you which ones are good and which ones are bad. However, there is like a slight discrepancy. It's not 100% accurate 100% of the time because Instagram is always changing, honestly. And then next is timing. So if you hook up Tailwind to your Instagram account, it will analyze it and like give you specific times each day to post. So like today, my posting time is 11.30 p.m. I know, <laughs> very late. But basically, you when you set your timings, you can set the interval of what times you want. So if you're awake between 6 
and 10. You can set it between there and you can choose like multiple times a day as well. Um, it's very good to use. I would highly suggest you try it out. Um, there's a paid version and then there's a free version. I've been using the free version forever now, so that's really good. Another really popular app is the Headliner app. That app makes like getting audio snippets so much easier. I'm pretty sure you've probably heard about it if you're a podcaster, but basically once you upload your podcast episode, you can use the Headliner app on your phone or on your computer to make an audio snippet of your podcast episode. It basically does like most of the work for you. Actually, to be very honest, I don't know the last time I used it. Moving on. Then finally, um, I use my notes app on my iPhone and I link it from my computer to my iPhone. That's where I keep my hashtag for different content I produce. So I have hashtag groups. So like, for example, if I'm posting like a makeup photo, I want all the hashtags to be related to makeup. Like, let's say if I post a sunset, I want all the hashtags related to sunset. So it's grouped just based on that. And also I give a little leeway so I won't do the full 30 hashtags. I'll maybe do at max like max 30, but like at least 27. So then that way I can add in specific hashtags for each of the photos. Oh my God, my voice is going. And it's also where I keep my Instagram captions. It makes it so much easier to write it on the computer and just copy and paste it from my notes app on my phone to Instagram rather than trying to type it. For some reason, I think my thumbs are just really big, but they're not that big. They're just like, hit every single key except the key I need to hit. So it's really annoying. So I just, it makes it so much easier to do it on your computer and then go to your phone. Going back to timing for just a little bit more. If you have an Instagram, I highly suggest you turn it into a business account because that way you have access to analytics. With analytics, once you hit 100 followers, it will let you know what times your audience is active and what days they're active. I watched a lot of videos on like Instagram planning, so on and so forth. And a lot of them said, <laughs> a lot of them basically were like the same time. So I think everyone's just on Instagram at 12 p.m. every single day. I don't know why. I don't know why that's the hot time. It is for me and I think a lot of other people too. So that's an option. I use it right now. I'm trying to figure out if Tailwind is better. Tailwind is better or this is better. Right now I'm focusing at 12 p.m. is when I post on my story but I'll use Tailwind time to determine when to actually post a photo or something. So yeah, that's that. Hey besties, I'm back. <laughs> it's the next day. So I split up the recording, but we're gonna go into tips now. Now I think this is like my most favorite section because I'm giving you, oh my God, my Mac's about to run out of battery right when I start recording. Great. All right, so like I was saying, this is the tip section. So I think this is probably one of the most important sections because a lot of it is just like very specific tips I've learned along the way. Um, very first tip, do not plan your feed too far in advance. I do it like once per week for like five days. Um, you want to be as adjustable as possible. The reason being is because sometimes I feel like I'll like design my feed and then come back to it after a while and look at it and be like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. And especially if you're trying to go in a very specific alternating order. So like I right now I'm trying to do it as in like if ever I post like a Baroque painting, it's going to be in the same column as the other Baroque paintings. And while like makeup looks are going like diagonal from each other, I know it's very specific. I hate it. I'm thinking about changing it as well. So just take that into account and be flexible, be able to pull things 
around and have like a database of photos to use. It comes in handy a lot when you're trying to change things up. Also, I'll be like posting things and then I will like look at my feed and then realize I haven't posted a lot of this, but I've posted this like three times in the past like week and a half. So maybe I should change it up a little. Next tip, know what you can do. So I mentioned earlier about Girls on the Go podcast. They actually have like um, a graphic designer slash someone who plans out their podcast Instagram for them. So just take that into account. A lot of these big Instagrams have that as well. And it's okay if you don't have that. You can still make a really awesome Instagram feed. Just know what you can do and what you can't do. And you don't have to force yourself to do things you, you can't do or don't know how to do. Of course, you can always learn how to do it. But yeah, that's why it's really important to know your style. You can literally be your own like Instagram planner, or designer or whatever. Um, the reason why I say this part is because I know you can like go on so many Instagram accounts and be like, wow, like how does, why does doesn't my Instagram look like theirs and the reality is like they have someone who's a professional who knows how to do this and that's okay if you don't have it either. When you are designing things make sure to do it in batches which means is you work on it a little take a step away and then come back work on it some more. Um, the reason why is because it can get really overwhelming if things aren't looking the way you want it to so the best thing to do is to just take a step back which you can apply to pretty much anything. All right, let's talk about how to get high quality images on your Instagram. I think this is probably the number one thing people want to know from me, how I do. Basically, there's different ways you can do it. So let's start with Instagram. Like, let's say you see an image on Instagram and you want to repost it to your podcast Instagram. Just want to repost it to your own Instagram. There's different ways you can do it. The easiest way, if you're not familiar with what I'm about to share in a little bit, is to just get the repost app on the app store. So basically what you do is you copy the link of the Instagram post you want, and then you go to the repost app and it pulls it for you. I use that app for getting videos because the method I'm about to talk about in a second you can't do it with videos on Instagram, only with photos. And then also with the repost app, what it'll do is like you click like publish or share photo and it will actually like take you to Instagram immediately and give you an option to share the photo. You don't have to do that, just click out of that option once they take you to Instagram, but the photo slash video should be in your photos app or albums. Um, if you don't wanna use a repost app for photos, this is what I do because it's faster for me rather than like copy and pasting, linking and all that stuff is I actually find the Instagram photo I want on Instagram. Now you can pin it from that Instagram page to your Pinterest and then from Pinterest you can just copy it or save it. What I do actually to get the actual high quality image from the source is I'll right click and go to inspect. It should be like one of the last options in the dropdown and it's going to pull up the HTML CSS on the side. If you do not know how to do that, anything this is a great learning opportunity for you <laughs> but basically what you do is if you just drag your mouse over the html on the side it's going to highlight different components of the page you're on and that symbolizes what html applies to that specific element of the page so like for example if i highlight a certain section or just put my mouse over a certain section of the html and the photo highlights that means that html corresponds to the photo so you're gonna want to like right click inspect on the photo so it'll just take you to that section of the photo in the html and then you can drag your mouse over it the thing about it it's 
very specific and I'm pretty sure I'll do like an Instagram reel about this that will be uploaded on Friday. But basically there'll be like little drop downs in the HTML or like little toggle links. So you want to click on those so it expands the HTML and then you'll be given the direct link to the Instagram picture and you need to copy and paste that into a separate tab on your browser and it will take you to it. Obviously this is an audio podcast so you probably don't know what I'm talking about. However, I'll upload a reel. It might be up today. Actually, I'm going to shoot it, shoot for it to be up by the time you listen to this. All right, next is how to find the highest quality of an image you want. So this works on Twitter and Pinterest and wherever pretty much, except Instagram, I think. But basically what you do is you find the image you want, you right click and there will be a drop down, of course, and then you click on the option that says search Google for image and then you'll be taken to a new tab. And in that tab, it's going to have every single time that specific image was posted, like to different websites and where it's been posted basically any source that has an image. So like at the search results towards the top, there's going to be a thumbnail of the image and then plus the different sizes of the possible image, the different possible sizes of the image. You want to click on all sizes and then you'll be taken to a Google images page of that picture. I'm pretty sure the very like top five photos are probably going to be the biggest and best quality of the photo. Yeah, that's how I find the high quality photos. I shoot for the dimensions to be over a thousand pixels width or height wise. And even with that being said, if I do find a more blurry image that I want to use, I just push it into the Re Mini app, which kind of like, I, the Re Mini app is like a vibe. Like I don't even know kind of how to explain it. I'm about to upload a photo of like Denise Richards because she has amazing hair when she guest starred on Friends like back in the day. And for some reason, the Re Mini app only like focused on her face to like clarify rather than the hair, which I found hilarious. I'm still gonna upload it because I think it's actually really funny. But yeah, I'll use the Re Mini app. The Re Mini app is actually really, really good if you have a very blurry image and you want to like clarify it no sorry is it clarify add more clarity you know get rid of the graininess motion blur whatever is going on with the image finally last tip and this can apply to your podcast in general but it's to let your podcast mature on its own you know like when it comes to podcasting like if you follow my podcast for a while you would know that i've changed my theme like a million times <laughs> and the reason being is because i just like like to try new things and i'm trying to see what works best for me and like i've been doing this podcast so how is cute kind of cute kind of will be about two years in december oh my god it's old af yeah december 2019 is when i started like posting seriously and then, however, I made it in May 2019, um, the podcast. So yeah, that's what's going on with that. But yeah, let it mature on its own. It's very difficult to like do social media. Like I said, I ran a blog for a very long time and I still don't really know how to do Instagram. And I had my Instagram since like 2013. It's just really hard. Either the Instagram algorithm just hates me or like I'm just really bad at this, but I'm not gonna give up. You know why? Because I'm just really interested at this point. Like I really want to know what works and what doesn't work. Also, after working on this episode, I have a newfound appreciation for like social media managers. Oh my God, it is so hard to run like a social media account because like you want it to be perfect and you have all these options and like 
people don't respect you. Oh my god. Like my basis or my background is in like news media. And a lot of people just think social media is kind of like the social media manager. All they do is like click a bunch of buttons and then they're done for the day. No, it is actually really hard to do. It is very hard. It takes a really long time to plan things out. And when you have like breaking news, you got to figure that out. It's a, it's a whole thing. So if you are a social media manager or work in that realm, please know I respect you and you're doing a great job. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. So let's wrap up the show. Thank you for listening to Q Kind Of. If you would like to listen to future episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Speakers, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Bullhorn, Amazon Podcasts, and pretty much any other major podcast streaming service. You can find us on Instagram at Q Kind of Podcast. My Pinterest is my name at Layla Riaz, L-A-I-L-A-R-I-A-Z. We have a cute kind of TikTok that I don't know if I'll use, but you can follow me on TikTok. It's at of. My email, if you would like to email me, it is hellocutekindof at gmail.com. I have like a random influx of emails and I'm so sorry for people who are emailing me and I haven't gotten around to it. I will get to you. I'm so sorry. I'm getting there. Super, super sorry. And then like always, you can find anything I talked about already linked and listed on the blog at www.cutekindof.com. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's very, very long, but I think I gave some decent tips. Uh, Let me know if you have any questions, any suggestions. I would love to hear it. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week on Wednesday. Next week's episode, I think, is going to be an Amazon favorites episode. So, yeah, be excited. I'm going to talk about an ice roller. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Talk to you guys next week. Bye!